Yo, what's going on, everybody? How's everyone doing? Hope you're having a great day so far. And I just want to welcome you to the Equip the Podcast with the saying, you know, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Hope everyone's having a, a great day or evening or whenever you're deciding to listen to this right now. So I just wanted to say thank you for joining. If you're a usual listener or, or watcher, if you're watching on YouTube, just want to say what's up, how you doing? And if you're new, I just want to say thank you for taking the time out of your busy day, evening, morning, afternoon schedule, you know, all those different things. So I definitely appreciate that. Make sure you share this with a friend, like it, like it, follow the pages, stuff like that. So that way you can be updated on more content and things like that. But without further ado, I mean, let's let's get right to it. <laughs> so for this episode, I wanted to talk about fighting temptations or really how to fight your temptations because in this world that we live in, there's a lot of stuff that we could be tempted to do, right? There's certain things that, especially when you're walking with Christ, right? There's certain things that I know it's hard for us not to do, not to engage in, not to indulge in, especially when you're coming from a place that used to indulge in a lot of things that you should have been doing uh, or you should have been saying or you should be doing X, Y, and Z. So I just want to talk about different ways we can equip ourselves to fight our temptations because a lot of the time we struggle and we fall into our temptation because we just don't act quick enough on it or we just say forget it or we just depend too much on our own willpower and then we continue to fail. So I just want to talk about how we can actually fight our temptations, right? And I got quite a few verses for us to walk through, but I feel like it is something that's um that is important to help us because that's what the word does. The word does help us and is our God. And this is how God actually talks to us and tells us how to fight off our temptations because he tells us how to actually do it. It's just up to us to listen, to take the information he does tell it and to apply it to our lives, which will benefit in a various, you know, different situations. So I kind of want to start off with First um, Corinthians 10, 13 real quickly. Uh, I'm going to share my screen. I'm, you know, we, like I said, we're just going to get right into it. Uh, real quickly, i share this my screen. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So let's read 1 Corinthians 10, 13, right? So Paul is saying to the church of Corinthians, no temptation has, over, has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but... With the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. All right. So when we're thinking about this verse, um, when we're thinking about this verse and the situation that the Church of Corinthians was going through, because at the time, uh, there was a lot of crazy stuff going on in Corinth at the time. This is where it was at, the Church of Corinthians at the time. It was in Corinth. And there was a lot of crazy stuff going on. Like, they actually had, like, a temple, like a sex temple where, you know, prostitution was legal, all these different orgies, all this, like a lot of crazy wicked stuff was going on in these temp, in these, in the whole city. And this is what the people of Corinthians were actually facing. And you had people in, in, in the Corinth church trying to either stay away from that or even still indulging in it. So Paul was really talking a lot about how to deal with it. So, and in this Part of the verse of chapter 10, he's talking about he's warning them against like idolatry because there's a lot of idolatry going on, too. So he was warning the Church of Corinthians not to, you know, look, you know, to 
idleness stuff that's going on. So when he say no temptation has overtaken you, right? So he say, look, no temptation has overtaken you that's common to man. So there's nothing under the sun that can, you know, overtake you. You know, God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, right? So, you know, sometimes we feel like God tempts us in our life with the different temptations that we have, uh, whether it's like different type of sexual sin, whether it's tempting to cuss somebody out, whether it's tempted to uh, uh, steal something, take something, I mean, whatever, any various different way, and, right, we were talking about. And we feel like sometimes God be like, dang, God is tempting us, but God doesn't tempt us. Our own, we tempt ourselves. Like, we put ourselves in situations, you know, to tempt. But the beauty of it is, Paul also says, but with the temptation, he will also provide a way to escape so that you may endure it. So when we lean on Christ, we'll be able to, God will provide us in a way to escape whatever temptation or whatever we're trying not to, you know, weather in. So when we go to Christ, he will provide a way for us to escape, but it's up to us to, to actually do these things, to actually listen to him, to actually, when it's time, and knowing what the right thing to do is actually do that right thing, right? So another verse real quickly, too, I want to share real quick. Uh, is uh, Hebrews um, uh, Hebrews chapter 2 verse 18 uh, hold on one second let me share my screen again I think actually I think I was sharing my screen but I'm tripping uh, alright so hold on let's go back to it now let's look at Hebrews chapter 2 verses 18 and the writer of Hebrews says for because he himself has suffered when tempted he is able to help those who are being tempted. So he's talking about Jesus. So Jesus being fully God and fully man, a huge portion of why what Jesus did was so great because Jesus became human. And he actually was tempted. He actually was tempted just like how we are tempted. He suffered and he went through those same exact things. So the writer of Hebrews is letting you know, right? He's letting you know. Because he himself has suffered. Jesus has suffered. When he was tempted, he is able to help those who are tempted. So now we can fully lean on Jesus because he actually can relate to us. And I know sometimes when you think of God, you think of some God is like, whatever. Uh, he's just up there or whatever. He can't relate to how, how we're feeling. Like we, we're struggling down here, blah, blah, blah. Well, Jesus actually can't because he actually came down here in human, like as human in God. And he actually suffered. He actually was tempted. Just like we are, right? And I think sometimes it's hard to imagine that because when we're thinking about the deity of Jesus and him, and him being God, it's hard for us to really fathom, like, oh, he, like, I'm sure it wasn't hard for him. Like, he's God. He was easy. But no, part of him being human was for him to go through similar things like we did. So he really suffered. Like, he was really beaten. He really was tempted. He was, he like, this stuff really happened, right? So... The good part about that is Jesus can relate to us so we can lean on him in our situations when we are weak and whatever temptations and things that we're going to because he dealt with it before. He dealt with it. He knows how we're feeling so he can relate to us. And that's a beautiful thing, really, to know that that we can lean on Jesus and Jesus actually can relate to us and help us in the situation where we find our temptations. I think that's an important thing to remember when we find our temptations is, look, look, like, look man. I can lean on Jesus. Like, I know Jesus ain't up saying, like, oh, come on, man, you can do this. this is easy. This is, like, come on now. Like, he understands it's not easy. He knows it's not easy. And I think that's the beautiful part about 
Jesus is the fact that he knows it's hard. Like he ain't up there not knowing that we like it's not the easiest thing in the world for us to not to not, you know to not fall into our temptation sometimes. So I think that's the beautiful part about it. So know that we can lean on Jesus because the writer of Hebrews, he's really trying to stress, like, look, just because Jesus is God does not mean when he came down here that all the stuff he went through was easy because it wasn't for him. Like, he still suffered, right? He still suffered, was tempted, all these different things, and yet, you know, he didn't sin. And yet, he still did the right thing, but he did that because he can relate to us in, that situ in our situation that we're going through. So... Remember, you can lean on Jesus because he went through similar things, right? So, real quickly now, let's look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, where the writer says again, For we do not, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our own weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So, this is another reminder. Once again, Jesus being a high priest. So, we don't have a savior that is unable to sympathize with our weakness because Jesus has been there before. He understands how it is. So Jesus actually can sympathize our, our weaknesses and knows how how we struggle down here, right? And, you know, Jesus can show us how to deal with our temptations and how do we deal with these things, right? And it's not the goal to be like, all right, we got to do exactly like Jesus and not sin because obviously that's impossible. We can't do that. But we can lean on him to know that he actually can help us create ways for us to deal with our temptations so that way none of this stuff can actually control us, right? So this is just another reminder that, look, Jesus actually went through these things. He sympathizes with us. He understands our weaknesses, right? So we can lean on him in these situations. So don't stray away from Jesus in the moment when you are being tempted, right? So now let's look at James. Chapter 1, verses 14. And James says, But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. So this is Jesus' brother talking, right? And he's talking to believers who are scattered, right? And the theme here is testing your faith. That's the beginning. He's, you know, he he talks about in the beginning of this, talking about, you know, counting all joy that we suffer like Christ. Because us dealing with things actually builds endurance. So that way, later on in life, we can continue to grow into it. And the more you build your endurance, the more you'll be able to endure later on in life, right? Because throughout our life, we're going to be going through different things, different seasons, right? But the more we are, you know, having our faith tested, the stronger we will be to, to be able to endure the things that we're going through later on in life. So James around us, look, like at the end of the day, our temptations is coming from our desires. So this is letting know that this ain't coming from God. This is coming from our own desires and it comes from us. So we put ourselves in these situations. Okay. I think that's the one thing about dealing with our temptations. And we got to eliminate putting ourselves in these situations. You know, do not, if you, if you, if you out with a girl by herself at night, it is late. What do you think is going to happen? Like, come on, man. What do you think is going to happen? Most a lot, a lot of us guys, we're going to fold. Women, if you, same thing. You invite a guy over late at night. Y'all cuddled up and stuff like that. Like, obviously, it's going to be hard not to do it. Not to have sex, right? If you struggle with drinking and you're out at a bar. You're trying to drink, but you're out with your friends. Y'all party and get lit. 
You're not putting yourself in a situation to help you actually succeed. You're gonna and most of the time you put yourself in situations where you're gonna stumble and tempted, you're gonna fall into it. Right? So we got to not put ourselves in these situations because our own desire, our own flesh, we want to do these things. We just do. We want to do these things. So we have to remember that it comes from us. Our own desires is how we're tempted. And we got to stop. We got, and we got to, you know, part of us not getting tempted is not putting ourselves in these situations in the first place. Right? Because when you don't put yourself in these situations, then it's less, least likely for us to be tempted. So we got to keep that in consideration, making sure we're put, we're helping ourselves succeed and not be tempted to do something or to fall short and to stumble is by, you know, that I think, I feel like that's a main, like that's a huge component of it is that when we don't put ourselves in situations to get tempted, then bam, it really helps us not be tempted to stumble, right? And another thing that can help us in our temptations, if we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 18 and 19. Paul says, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. So, so Paul is once again talking to the, this is the, you know, him writing to the Church of Corinthians, right? And I told you earlier about the stuff they were dealing with, right? So, I'm mentioning this verse because he says flee. Flee from sexual immorality. Like flee. Run away from it. Flee. Sometimes to get to not be tempted, you gotta go. I ain't saying like sprint screaming like no, no. You know what I mean? But I'm saying like if so if you're in a situation, you out and you trying to quit smoking, whether weed. You know, cigarette, like, let's be real here, stuff like that. You should not try to smoke weed or nothing no more. And you're around people that's about to get high, and you still kind of dibble, you know, trying to get them out of there. But you know what, y'all? Y'all got y'all got that. Y'all have some fun. I got to bounce. Because if you stay around that, and you smell that aroma, you're like, you know what? Like, okay, let me just take, you know what I mean? Like, it's easy for you to get, get in that situation. Or you trying to turn over a new leave and, and not be petty to people anymore, bully people anymore, roast any people anymore in a serious way. And you're around people that's about to cut up on people and be mean like that. Like, it's best for you to walk away and get away from that situation to, you know, and it's not, you're not a punk by leaving or, you know what I'm saying, but you're protecting yourself. And people are not going to care. You know what I'm saying? But if you're around a good group of friends, they would do this around you anyway. As, as much as they possibly can, right? They will respect, you know, what you're doing. But if you're not around a group of friends that don't really care, especially if you're around non-believers who really don't care about your faith, it's not really, it's not their fault, you know. But it's our responsibility. So if it's coming up and you, like, you, you look, look, flee, get out of there. Get out of there. Flee, run, get, get, get gone, get ghost, get, do what you gotta do, dip, dip out. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying you gotta run away screaming and you gotta sprint. I mean, I mean, in certain cases, maybe that might be the actual thing. You do need to dip, you need to run, run. But I'm just saying, just leave. Just leave. That would do you so much good if you could just dip, just leave, right? Just walk away. And the thing is, too, right? It's like, look, this stuff isn't easy. Because even my own self, I need work in this department. Plenty of work in this department. And me even talking about this is also helping myself. 
even as I went to even preparing this, because this is something we all need to be doing. Right? This is something I could easily be better at. All of us could be easy to bet. So it's not about uh trying to guilt you into you know, you need to do this better than like that, but it's to help equip us so that way when we're in situations out in the world that we'll be able to not fall into temptations that we don't want to dabble into. Right? I think that's the important thing. And I think the important thing is to to bring up as well is this in first John. First John chapter one verse nine. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So this is just a reminder, like, look, y'all, Christ does forgive us. He is faithful and he wants to forgive us for our sins, right? He wants that for us because at the end of the day, he knows we're going to always mess up and continue to mess up. Now, I'm not saying you go out here and wild out and, and be like, all right, I can just do this because I know Jesus is going to forgive me anyway because the goal of actually repenting, meaning to actually turn away from what we're doing and focus on Jesus. So is you're making an attempt to actually try. And even though if you stumble, Jesus will always forgive you. All right, that's the goal. So be encouraged. Like, look, man, Jesus will forgive you no matter what the heck it is. Like, there ain't nothing too big for him where he's like, oh, no, I can't forgive that. Oh, no. Nah. Nope, can't forgive that. You slept with your brother's wife. Oh, I can't forgive you for that. Oh, no. Oh, you you keep having sex. You keep doing this. You keep doing that. You keep lying on people. You keep doing all these things. Oh, I can't forgive you for that. He will always be willing to forgive you. But the goal when asking for forgiveness is try your best to turn away from what you're doing. Right? And just know that he's always willing to forgive us. You know, that's an important thing. And I know that's hard for us in the midst of us. Like, dang, man, like, this sucks again. But knowing that he's a he's a faithful God, he wants to always forgive us for what we're doing. I think that's important thing to understand when we are finding our temptations is to know that he's always willing to forgive us and he loves us and he wants to help us in these situations that we're in. Now, this one is really important too when it comes to fighting your temptations, and it's James chapter five, verses sixteen. James says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it's working. So a lot of the time when we're dealing with temptations, we like to deal with it by ourselves and on our own. And I don't think that is the best way to do it at all, actually. Um, because... But we deal with it on our own, because let's just be real. Like, we can't do anything, like, really do anything on our own. Like, you're always going to need somebody. And I talked about this on previous podcast episode before. Like, there, there's things we can do on our own. I'm not coming I ain't, you know, it's obvious. There's things that we can do on our own. I know that, right? But when it boils down to it, you're going to need people in your life to help you, to be there for you, right? To guide you. Because there's times in your life where you're just weak and you can't do it. We just can't do it. That's why it's important. That's why the church was made, right? For us believers to be together, to live life together, to walk through life together, to have each other's back, to pray for one another, to hold each other accountable, to help us grow because we need that in our life while we're on this earth. That's one of the main reasons why the church is the church. It's important for why the church was, was built in the first place. So it's important for us to have friends. Okay, now listen here. Listen here. I get that not every friend that you have is going to have is going to be able to serve this role. It would be great if all your friends could do it, but let's be honest. Depending on what your friend group, you might, everyone might not be able to do this. But it's important to have, whether it's your friend, 
whether it's a mentor, somebody that you can trust that will hold you accountable and for you to be honest. Because in order for you to be able to to start making progress and not being tempted by certain things, you have to let people know. You have to confess that there's power in confessing. Right? Just like in the last verse we talked about first John 9, saying if we confess our sins, right? If we confess to one another, like, look, bro, I'm struggling with watching this stuff that I know I shouldn't be watching. I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? I'm really struggling with lusting and looking at other women. I'm really struggling with cussing people out. I'm really struggling with uh, just wanting, like, there's so many different things that we can struggle with in our walk. And if we have people walking beside us, that's how we can be healed. That's how we're able to endure as well as let people know and have people on your side because you can't do it on your own. There's going to be times where you're going to need someone to pick you up. There's going to be some time. There's going to be a time where people need to speak into your life. There's going to be times where people, you're going to need someone, you know, for like, like, like for you to lean on, right? Someone to spot you. You know, we know the, the, the weightlifting analogy where it's like, okay, you're bench pressing and sometimes you need someone to alleviate the weight. That's what we need in our lives. And a lot of times we are continuing to suffer and to give up and to continue to need what we do because we, we give up because we don't have someone that will hold us accountable. And, you know, we, accountability is something we always want. We always talk about, right, until it actually happens. Then we catch feelings or whatever the case. But holding someone accountable is love. That's one way to show love. We always talk about love is, you know, we, we accept everything that you do. We love you no matter though. No, love is also holding someone accountable and telling them, they're doing something wrong because you don't want to see them continue this path that can lead them to destruction. That's a great way to show how you love somebody. Not just agree what they do and just let someone suffer in silence and let someone stray away. But to hold them accountable. Be like, bro, like you messing up. I'm here with you. Let's walk through this. Let's talk about different ways you can handle this and to not put yourself in these situations anymore. We need that. We deal with people in our life because that's how we are able to fight our temptations is have other people join the battle with us so we're not fighting on our own. And I feel like a lot of times we do that. We fight on our own too much. And then once we get stuck, we give up. And we give up because we're not letting people know. We got to put the pride aside because we are prideful creatures. Put the pride aside and let somebody know. Let another brother and sister of Christ know. Let somebody know that what we're struggling with, you know, someone that's trustworthy. I get it because you can't trust everybody. I get that. I ain't telling say. I'm not saying share your business with everybody. You better don't. You better not do that. Don't you dare do that. But share. But find somebody. I'm sure there's somebody in your life that you can trust that will do it. I'm sure there is, or you can find somebody. Like it's not impossible, right? Because we don't want to make excuses. We can find somebody. We just gotta be able to trust and find somebody to trust. Or pray to God. Like, look, I need someone. Can you? Help me. Point me in the right direction. Give me some type of sign or something like that. Ask God. If you really want help, whatever situations that you're going through, you want help with whatever temptation, whatever that you know you should be doing, go to God and ask him. He will provide ways for you or somebody in your life to speak into your situation to help you whatever that you're dealing with, right? But we can't do this on our own. I think that's what it really boils down to with our, with, with our temptations. And we can't handle these situations on our own, right? We just can't do it. And also, this just hit my mind, too, that I wasn't thinking about. But one last thing to kind of think about, too, as I wrap all this way up is I talked about how Jesus, he was able to relate to us because he was tempted. 
He went through the same temptations as us, right? So, real briefly, I'm just going to bring up, I'm not going to read the whole thing. But if you go to if you go to Luke 4, Luke 4, Luke chapter 4, where it talks about the temptation of Jesus, where Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit to go into the wilderness, I mean to the wilderness, and he was tempted by Satan. And he fasted for a very long time. And he was hungry. He tested, he fasted for 40 days. The fat, the don't don't you dare do this. There was some crazy pastor in Africa who tried this and actually died. Because that was stupid. Okay? We're not Jesus once again. Right? But in the midst of him being tempted, because he was hungry, he was being tempted by the devil. Uh Satan was tempting him, but he was also using scripture verses to tempt him. In a way, like, in his own twisted, he twisted the word a little bit, too, because, you know, to tempt Jesus, right? And the thing about this, right, if Jesus is being tempted, we're going to be tempted. It's going to happen. Like, we need to be expecting that we're going to be, be tempted. Like, don't be afraid that temptation is going to come because there's ways that we can deal with it. Jesus gives us ways to deal with it. And in the midst of his temptations, he's using scripture. To help him with his temptation. He's using the word of God. He's using scripture to help him in his temptation. To not be tempted by Satan. So we need a little. Like, so I'm so honestly, that if Jesus, if Jesus is doing it, I think that's a great thing we need to do is use scripture. Remember what scripture says, and I've had and I just had some verses I put up here to help us be mindful of how to deal with temptation. So go to the word of God. In a bit, like you realize you're about to do something you ain't supposed to do, about to hit somebody up. Pray. Read a verse. Go to a verse immediately and read that. Allow the Spirit to help you not be falling into temptation. Because a lot of the time, and think about this, this is kind of immediate too. Like as soon as it happened, bam, he went right to it. And I feel like when it comes to our temptations, we wait too long. And when we wait too long, that's when we fall. If you don't, if you're not on it immediately, you're gonna you're, you're gonna eventually you're just gonna cave. Most of the time you're gonna cave. It has to be immediate. You can't be relaxed. You know what I'm saying? Especially if it's something that's really like sensitive, something that's, you know, it's still tender and you're still really struggling with it. You got to be over it. You feel tempted to slide them in though you shouldn't. Flee. Run to the word of God. Pray. Read the Bible verse. Call up your friend and be like, look, y'all, I almost did such and such. Please pray for me. Like, look, you know what I'm saying? We got to do more to help ourselves. And there's a, tons of avenues to help ourselves, but are we willing to do that? That's what it boils down to. Are we willing that willing to do that? Because there's we God gives us the blueprint on how to deal with our temptations. You know, and that's Christ and what Christ did. He, you know, we just talked about it. But it's just the fact that we gotta act on it quickly. Don't don't wait too long or don't just sit there and just contemplate. Because you contemplate, you doing it. <laughs> you contemplate, you doing it. You wait around, you doing it. You might as well say you're about to do it. Because you're gonna cave. Because our flesh can't be weak. So, as we wrap up, I just, you know, remember, like, how to fight off our temptations. First of all, remember how Jesus did it. Remember that Jesus can relate to us. We can always run to him when we are feeling tempted to do whatever. And he can relate to us. That's great that we have a God that, we have a God that can relate to us. Knows how it feels. That he sympathizes with our weaknesses. That he's quick to, to forgive us. Always. That's number one. You know, number two. Make sure you have someone that you can run to in the midst of it 
Someone that you call, someone that you can text to pray for you, to talk to you, whatever the case that you need. Remember that you can't fight it alone. Remember to not put yourself in situations where you'll be able to cave, especially if you're not strong enough. Now, if you got to a point where you it doesn't really bother you at all, you could be around a little. I mean, no, wait, wait, let me, you know, I ain't talking about engaging it or be around people that, you know, but I'm just saying, like, depending on the situation. Right. When you're around certain people that's having conversations, stuff like that, you might be at a point where it doesn't bother you no more. You know, you but like, all right, this is this is affect me anymore. Cool. But for certain stuff, it's never going to be like that. So just avoid it altogether. Right. It's OK to flee. Run. If you realize you're still weak and, it, and you know these people you're around is about to engage in something that, you know, you shouldn't be engaging in. Just leave. Leave the situation. Get up out of there. You're not a lame, you're not, ooh, you know, you're not, you know, who cares what other people might think by you dipping. Because at the end of the day, those people probably ain't looking out for you anyway. Christ is looking out for you. So remember that too. Don't put ourselves in situations. Don't slide over his house or her house at 1 a.m. Call him watching Netflix. Because obviously what's going to happen? You know you like to get lit. And you go out to a table when the bottle's free is popping. I mean, what's gonna happen? Most of the time, you're gonna indulge, you're gonna get lit, lit. right? Like, like, we can't put ourselves in situations where we're not strong enough or we're gonna cave, right? And that's half the battle, too, is to not put ourselves in these situations. And remember that we have a God that can relate to us, that was tempted himself, that he suffered too. He fully relates to us, so we can easily run to him because he can relate to us. And remember, he sympathizes with our weaknesses. He actually did it without sinning. So he knows how to deal with your temptations. We just have to listen to him. And remember that he loves us and will forgive us when we mess up. And that he cares about us. And when he tells us don't do certain things or to avoid certain things, it's not... For him to be the fun police is, but it's him to, but he's protecting us so that way we don't lead our own path to destruction. So, so remember, remember, guys, remember this information. Remember, equip ourselves on how to deal with our temptations, and that's all I got for you guys today. So, hope you have a great rest of the week, and remember, stay ready so to get ready. Equip the podcast. Peace.